Hello, welcome to your Decorum Talking newspaper for the week ending Saturday the 9th of April 2022. This is Team 3. Our editor is Ailing and the technician for today is Jake. I'm Janet and our other readers are Alan, Amanda and Graham. Our items are taken from the local Gazette and Express and all telephone numbers are on the local code of 01442 unless stated otherwise. The headline for this week is Help us restore old paper mill. Here's this week's news. Hello, I'm Alan. Frogmore Paper Mill is campaigning to reopen its visitor and education centre after a devastating fire in January. The purpose-built visitor centre in Apsley, which opened in 2008, is now a blackened shell and is due to be demolished. Home to the world's first mechanised paper mill, the site was the birthplace of paper as we know it today. But 700 square metres of the World Heritage Site was burnt down on January 22nd, including classrooms, offices, an art gallery, cafe and much of the museum collection. The mill, which once employed around 10,000 people from the local area from the 7th century on, has so far raised 20,000 of its 100,000 goal and is now appealing to the community to help rebuild the site. CEO of Frogmore Paper Mill, Eleanor Luanden said the money would go towards creating a new visitor centre and community space with the possibility of a pop-up cafe or shop. She said, we're really pleased with ourselves, but we need more help. We really do need this sort of support to get us open again, hopefully before the end of this year. With sustainability being at the heart of the mill, opening its doors and educating people on the importance of recycling again is very important. Eleanor said, every single learning session we do has a sustainability element because what we teach people is that paper can be recycled seven times. Don't chuck it in the bin. If anything, bring it here. The long-term goal is to completely rebuild what was lost in the fire. For Eleanor, having volunteered at the mill since the age of 15, it would mean so much to restore the once thriving visitor centre. She said, watching 700 square metres of your life's work quite literally got gone up in smoke was so devastating that for us to be able to create something new out of the ashes being reborn would be healing for us. Eleanor added, I just can't even put into words how much it would mean to us to rebuild it. It would be extraordinary. We can't let this close. We can't let this happen. You can donate to the fundraiser online at the mill's website frogmorepapermill.org.uk Hello, I'm Amanda. A prominent pub in Hemel Hempstead is to be refurbished following a £300,000 investment to renovate the space. The Jubilee in Adifield, which closed in August 2019, is due to open in May and will create seven new jobs for the area. The pub, which has been bought by Heineken-owned Star Pubs and Bars, now has a new licensee, Francis Bloss, who will run the establishment. Francis said, People are crying out for a great family-friendly local on their doorstep. I've been overwhelmed by the excitement and support for the plans. I want the Jubilee to be a hub of the community that caters for all. He added, it's tired now, but full of potential and in the heart of the community. When the work is done, it will look amazing and really improve the neighbourhood. 
Landlord Francis hopes to make run regular activities like music nights and family fun days. He intends to offer the pub as a meeting space for local organisations and groups. The renovation at the Jubilee will include new signage, repainting, a garden makeover with furniture to seat more than 100 customers, complete update of the interior including the cellar and kitchen. The transformation will also see a separate sports bar added which will be fitted out with pool and dart facilities and screens showing Sky and BT Sports. Francis is asking for anyone interested in setting up teams for pool and darts to get in touch when the pub opens. Hello, I'm Graham. Hertfordshire County Council has told the government it is at a tipping point in supporting refugees from Ukraine and Afghanistan and has urged other parts of the country to do more. Deputy Chief Executive of the Council, Scott Crudgington, said it is willing to do more than its fair share, but resources were being stretched. The warning came after the Council said more hotels had signed up to temporarily rehouse refugees, but there were up to 700 refugees from Afghanistan still waiting in Hertfordshire hotels for a permanent home. At a meeting of the Council's Resources and Performance Cabinet Panel on April 1st, officers presented a report of the Council's performance in the third quarter of 2021-22, which included a mention of an increase of unaccompanied asylum-seeking children entering care. Councillor Sharon Taylor, Labour Stevenage, noted these figures would not yet include any impact from Ukrainian resettlement schemes and asked whether the Council had the resources to deal with any further rises. Mr Crudgington said the authority is committed to helping those in need but admitted resources were on the cusp of being stretched. He said the authority was beginning to feel the effects of an arrivals from Afghanistan and Hong Kong, with more refugees expected from Ukraine and elsewhere in Europe. He said, what we are facing is a significant increase in support that the government that is asking lots of council to undertake. But Hertfordshire, because of our geography, is picking up more than most other parts of the country. That's overlaid with Ukrainian arrivals and small boat arrivals. Now the weather is improving and the channel is starting to get calmer, the Home Office is preparing for a significant increase in small boat arrivals and they've been looking to establish a range of contingency hotels in Hertfordshire. I was notified of four or five over the last two weeks to be established in different boroughs across the county. Let's not forget we are continuing to look after in the region of 600 to 700 Afghans as a result of matching that is still yet to take place for their permanent home. Police arrested protesters at the Hertfordshire oil storage terminal after they locked themselves to structures. Hertfordshire police were called to Buntsfield Depot in Green Lane just before 4.15am on Friday the 1st of April after protesters blocked the entrance. The force received reports that protesters had been using disruptive tactics, including locking themselves to a large structure and to a fuel tanker at the Hemel Hempstead depot. Speaking on the day, Superintendent Sue Jameson said, we have arrested 17 people and expect to arrest a further 10 once they have been safely removed. She added, the ability to protest peacefully in a democracy is important, but when it is causing wider disruption for both businesses and the public, putting people in danger and breaking laws, we will take necessary action. Hannah Gold and Harry Woodgate, both from Hemel Hempstead, won awards at the Waterstones Children's Book Prize 2022 on Thursday, March 31st. The ceremony held at Waterstones' flagship bookshop in London saw Hannah and Harry crowned as winners at the 18th annual awards. Hannah, originally from Tring, won the Younger Readers and Children's Book of the Year Awards 
and £5,000 for her book, The Last Bear. The adventure story, which Hannah says is the book of her heart, revolves around an Arctic researcher's daughter who encounters a lonely polar bear. Harry, an author and illustrator, won the Illustrated Book Award for the children's book, Grandad's Camper, a story with a powerful message of inclusion and celebrating love in all its forms. Harry's picture book follows a granddad recapturing the adventures of his youth as he tells his granddaughter about the times he used to have. A new academy has launched that hopes to make hairstylists in Hemel a cut above the rest. Open Hairdressing's own apprentices started at the academy in January and it will welcome new starters in April. John Palmer, one of four directors at Open, said that creating open education was the ultimate dream for the team. He explained, We thought of how we could take us to the next step. We've all chipped in and we've opened our own academy. We can now focus on the next generation of hairdressers and bring that London approach to Hertfordshire. Open hairdressing has also ensured that apprentice positions are available to people of all ages as part of the new academy based in Maylands Plaza. We're now in a position where we can offer people the opportunity to become hairdressers from any age group, because usually once they're a little bit older they struggle to be apprentices. As well as offering two training days a week, the Academy will also double as a blow-dry bar from Wednesday, April 6th, when customers can enjoy a wash, blow-dry and drink for £10. And the Education Centre has all the equipment needed for working with both men's and women's hair. John and his fellow directors are from Hemel Hempstead and want to use the Academy as a way of helping out the local area. He said, We're really passionate about what we do and we want to give it back to the community. Two driving enthusiasts from Hemel Hempstead join the real-life Wacky Racers in Monaco. Lee Stewart and Louise Price will join over 100 British racers driving 1,000 miles to Monte Carlo via France, Switzerland and Italy for this summer's Monte Carlo or Bust Rally. The pair are encouraging other thrill-seekers to join in and meet them at the start line. Lee said, we first took part in the event in 2019, racing our beautiful banger all the way to Monte Carlo and she didn't miss a beat. We're back this year and laying down the challenge to the good people of Hemel Hempstead to join us on another amazing adventure. He added, this is a brilliant opportunity to get your team into gear and experience some of the greatest roads in Europe in some of the worst cars from the UK. The world-famous rally, which takes place on the first weekend of June, challenges car lovers from across the UK to source a banger car for £500 or less and take part in a series of missions as they drive to Monaco. The teams are asked to raise money for a charity of their choosing as they journey across Europe competing for points and prizes. The three-day event, which is less about the fastest competitor but the fun of the fancy dress and adventure, will allow participants to see some of Europe's most exciting locations. The 2019 rally raised over £150,000 for UK charities, adding to the 1.2 million total since 2013. The Monte Carlo or Bus Rally takes place from June the 2nd to the 5th, 2022. Tribute has been paid after the death of Dr Bob Parsons OBE, who founded the Hemel-based charity Hope for Children. A statement from Hope for Children said, We are deeply saddened to announce the death of Dr Bob Parsons OBE, who died on the 29th of March at the age of 88, following an 18-month decline in health. This man was an amazing person an energetic Christian socialist and philanthropist with a strong Quaker faith. It added, Peace and social justice were at the centre of his life and work. The charity he founded, Hope for Children, is determined to carry forward that work. 
The charity continues to strive to deliver Bob's mission to create opportunities for overlooked, vulnerable and exploited children living in extreme poverty. Bob's charity, which supports vulnerable and disadvantaged young people across the world, was set up after his retirement in 1994. Originally from London, Bob was born in 1933 to a proud working-class family with his Scottish heritage influencing him greatly through his life. Following Bob's marriage to Anne, the couple settled in Warner's End, Hemel Hempstead, to raise their children Catherine and Graham. Throughout Bob's life, he was de- dedicated to helping and bettering the lives of others, both through his work in the probation service and as a senior manager at Save the Children. During his latter role, he discovered that many disadvantaged children were overlooked by the larger charities, and he felt very frustrated about this serious gap in provision. Hope for Children was started with a donation from a former probation client, a prisoner that Bob had befriended after his release. This miracle £5,000 donation was to be used to help disadvantaged youngsters, and since then many thousands of children in nine countries across the world have been helped by his charity. For his dedication to charitable efforts, Bob was awarded an OBE and MBE by the Queen. Now he has the letters page with an email from Linda Goddard in the Alzheimer's Society. Care visitors need free tests. Your readers may be among those who have already supported the Alzheimer's Society's campaign and written to their MP urging to keep lateral flow tests free for care home visitors. As the government's Living with Covid plan came into force on Friday, April the 1st, all Covid rules, including guidance on self-isolation, were dropped. A recent poll by Alzheimer's Society revealed that 75% of people in the southeast were against the scrapping of free tests for care home visitors. Only 14% supported the plans. Now, over 1,870 supporters from across the southeast have written to their MPs, echoing calls from Alzheimer's Society, to ask the Secretary of State for Health and Social Care, Sajid David, to urgently rethink the decision and to keep free testing for care home visitors. With some high street shops now charging up to £12 for a pack of five tests, families are facing costs of up to £733 a month to be able to um, visit their loved ones in care homes safely. The government must recognise the disproportionate impact paying for tests will have, and although it was announced a small number of care home visitors providing close personal care will continue to get free tests, we feel this doesn't go nearly far enough to allow everyone to visit safely. Support Alzheimer's Society's campaign to keep lateral flow tests free for care home visitors at alzheimers.org uk forward slash keep tests free here's an email from mr p gill i blame the parents i find today that most problems stem with the parents not the kids the latest generation in particular parents are rude they don't say thank you when you let them through They don't say thank you when you let them out of a junction. If you're in a pub for some food, parents let their children run riot, shouting and screaming. And then when they finally do say something, the child stamps their feet and shouts, no, no, no. Now I'm afraid this country has descended into a hotbed of lawlessness thanks to the snowflakes. 
Police have to be very careful instead of robustly dealing with people. Here is an email from Jay Potts. Another price increase is hitting us. This time it's postage stamps. First class up by 10 pence to 95 pence and second class up 2 pence to 68 pence. The present ones will be of no use after January next year, so you couldn't stock up before the increase because you couldn't get them. Now back to the news. An online raffle organised by a Hemel business owner has raised £2,428 for Red Cross Ukraine crisis appeal. Yoga teacher and children's author Maria Oliver wanted to do something to raise money after seeing the devastation in Ukraine. The owner of Boxmoor Yoga asked local friends if they could donate items to be raffled off in aid of the Red Cross and ended up having more than 30 small businesses donating prizes for the cause. Over 200 people bought tickets in the hope of winning prizes that included a case of wine, upcycled jewellery, art prints and a weekend's hot hub tub hire. I think it's almost been like a personal therapy because watching the news you feel so helpless, she said. During her time working on the raffle, Maria stumbled across a tweet from James Mayhew, an award-winning illustrator, asking for audiobooks for children in Ukrainian bomb shelters to listen to. Maria recorded readings of her books and sent them across. She created a special story designed to relax and calm the children, which included the Ukrainian national bird, a nightingale, and flower, the sunflower. Maria hopes that through her work to fundraise, she is also championing the growing enterprises who took a hard hit during the pandemic. She added, I think what struck me was that they're all small businesses. They're all people who may have struggled over the last couple of years. An avid snow sports fan met Ski Sunday presenter Ed Lee during a disability-adapted skiing session at the Snow Centre. David Richardson, who receives home care from right-at-home Bishop Stortford and Braintree, had a surprise visit from the Olympic commentator and ex-professional snowboarder. The 49-year-old was amazed to see Ed, who had flown over from Switzerland for the surprise meeting, when he reached the bottom of the slow, the snow, uh, the snow centre in Hemel Hempstead, during a special visit in March, David said, "I've no words to describe how happy I am to have shared this with him. I love skiing because it makes me feel free. Going down the slope, my body isn't getting in the way of me doing what I want to do." He added. The whole experience made me feel like me, but just me without a disability. So I would like to thank everyone who made my wish come true. While at the snow centre, David was guided down the slopes using adapted skis designed for people with limited or no use of their legs. This once-in-a-lifetime surprise was given to David as part of Right at Home UK's Tin Four of Wishes, uh, the campaign which they ran, and it grants the special wishes of its clients. A career of David's nominated a carer of David's nominated him for this experience as they wanted to recognise his positive outlook and determination to continue his hobbies including skiing, rock climbing and swimming, despite the physical challenges he faces. Ed said, It's incre incredibly humbling to be called someone's hero. I'm honoured that David could have had any wish and he asked to meet me. Probably... The most inspirational thing about David is that he refuses to take no for an answer, 
we can all learn a lot from him. He added, I have many career highlights, but this experience is unforgettable. When I was asked to do this, there was no way I couldn't come to meet him. How could anyone pass up the opportunity to make someone's dream come true? The Snow Centre in Hemel Hempstead donated the use of its slopes and lift passes for the special day. Talented photographer wins international award. A photographer from Hemel Hempstead has been recognised with an international award. Ian Bishat was named International Pet Photographer of the Year by the Master Photographers Association, MPA, at a virtual awards evening held earlier this year. Ian told Hemel News, To say I was happy I won was an understatement. I'm still pinching myself now. The award was meant to have been presented at an awards night in, at the Cutty Sark in London, but unfortunately that fell victim to COVID-19. In the end, I did get the trophy presented to me by Ray Lowe, the chairman of MPA. Ian added that he began taking photos as a hobby when he received his first camera on his 18th birthday. Ian specialises in pet, family and commercial photography from his studio in Flaunden. To view Ian's work, please visit his website at ianbshat.com. More than 450 new homes could be built next to Hemel Hempstead Station. London and Continental Railways, LCR, and Network Rail, NR, have purchased a £150 million, 7.4-acre mixed-use site next to the train station, with plans in mind to deliver at least 450 new homes and 40,000 square feet of commercial space. The site is now on the market as LCR and NR look for a development partner to deliver the new homes. Andrew Ferguson, Regional Director at LCR, said, After much hard work over the past 24 months, we're excited to have reached this next key project milestone as we bring the site to the market. Coupling easy access to London with open green spaces and high quality community assets, this site represents an unmissable opportunity to unlock new homes, commercial space and public value. Real estate company Jones Lang LaSalle Incorporated, JLL, has been instructed to support the selection of a development partner. Sajad Ahmad, director of JLL, said, we are delighted to bring such an exciting opportunity to the market and are seeking a partner who shares LCR and NR's vision and ambition for creating a new residential community in Hemel Hempstead. LCR and NR formed a partnership in 2018 to identify opportunities to free up underutilised land for residential development at and around stations across the rail network. Now we come to the information slot, obituaries, what's on and more news. The Decorum Talking newspaper organises free computer clinics for the site impaired at the South Hill Centre, Cemetery Hill, Hemel Hempstead, HP1 1JF. If you have issues with your computer or smartphone or tablet, bring it along to us on a Friday from 9am to 10.30am AM and we'll do what we can to help. An expert is always on hand. It's an informal group of a few people who are visually impaired. Come along and join us, even if it's just for a chat. For further information, phone 217918 or email secretary at dtnhemel.org.uk. Please note that we have had to change the date of our AGM from 11th June to Saturday 3rd September. The time remains at 2pm to approximately 4pm. The venue remains at Adafield Community Centre in Queen Square, HP2 4EW. Tea and cake will be included. Transport can be arranged if needed. We look forward to seeing you all there. 
Door to Store. The Door to Store shopping transport scheme offered by Community Action Decorum runs as follows. 1. Hemel, every fortnight on a Friday to Morrison's or Sainsbury's Apsley Mills. 2. Berkhampstead, every fortnight on a Wednesday to Waitrose. 3. Tring, every fortnight on a Thursday to Tesco. 4. Bovingdon, every fortnight on a Monday to Sainsbury's. 5. Kings Langley, every fortnight on a Monday to Sainsbury's. To book your seat each week on the Door to Store minibus, please call 212-888. Easter is the biggest chocolate selling period of the year after Christmas. Approximately 80 million chocolate eggs are sold in the UK, generating almost 5,000 tonnes of card, foil and plastic. Thankfully, the majority of this waste can be recycled in your blue lidded bins. Here are our top tips for recycling this Easter. Determine whether your packaging is recyclable or not. Cardboard, aluminium foil and firm plastic are all recyclable in the blue lidded bin. Ball small pieces of foil together so that they can be recycled more easily at the factory. A tennis ball size is perfect if possible. Flatten cardboard boxes to make more room in your blue lidded bin. Remember excess recycling can be placed in a sturdy container next to your bin. Soft scrunchy plastics and sweet wrappers should go in the grey bin or can be taken to selected supermarkets such as Tesco, Co-op and Sainsbury's. Bank holiday bin collection changes. Due to the bank holidays, there are changes to your bin collections. Collections will be as normal on Good Friday the 15th of April 2022. However, there will be no collection on Monday the 18th of April 2022. All collections that week will be one day later than usual. Make sure you know when your bin collection changes are over the Easter bank holidays by checking your waste collection calendar. The Council is offering discounts on sustainable period products with the Hertfordshire Waste Partnership. A new scheme to tackle period waste and poverty in the county is being supported by the Decorum Council. The new Hearts Sustainable Period Scheme, launched with Sustainable Hertfordshire, will offer 15% off the price of reusable period products to all county residents. To claim your discount, visit hertfordshire.gov.uk forward slash UFS forward slash heartsustainableperiods.eb. Voxmate is an all-in-one Android app for the blind. Listen to the news, play audio games, read audio books and stay connected with just four swipe gestures. Voxmate helps people with sight loss to easily access a wide range of content and activities, including reading the news, playing the games and socialising. Voxmate is not a screen reader in a traditional sense. It doesn't work directly with other apps on your phone. Instead, it provides many services on its own with a clean, audio-based interface. Find out more about the app on voxmate.com. Sullivan Plus is a free app only available on Android. It can turn text to speech, recognise faces, describe images, indicate colours, detect light and has a built-in magnifier and PDF reader. The app has a built-in help menu and ability to use voice guidance within the app if you do not have TalkBack turned on normally. Radio and Podcasts. There is an app called Speech Radio for both Android and Apple users. You can use voice commands to find a radio station. 
Within this app, you can do a simple search using text and by clicking on the results, it will open the selected station. You can store favourites. It has a jukebox option to select between genres or categories. It is a free app and carries no advertisements. Less useful is the Tune In app, which also supports favourites but is a more cluttered interface. There is a useful primer on podcasts here. You can also use Alexa and Google to play podcasts too. If you wish to listen to the newspaper on a Google Home smart speaker, say, Hey Google, talk to talking newspaper. Then play decorum talking newspaper. Obituaries recorded in this week's announcements page are... Richard Ronald Ron Charlesworth, aged 93, and Trevor Waterun, aged 81 years. May they rest in peace. Now to what's on. On the 9th of April, it's Chipperfield Choral Society Spring Concert at St John's Church in Boxmoor, 7.30pm. Visit chipperfieldchoral.co.uk and Grab and Grow, Upper Allotments, New Road North Church, HP41NJ, from 10 until 2pm, Sunnyside Ruraltrust.org.uk and on the 18th of April, Pitstone Green Museum Open Day at Vicarage Road, Pitstone, Leighton Buzzard, LU79EY, entrance £9 for adults, child 5 to 16, £4. Information at pitstonemuseum.co.uk. Also, some farmers market dates on the 9th of April, Tring Farmers Market at the marketplace Brook Street Tring from 9am till 1230 on the 10th of April, St Albans Far- Farmers Market at St Peter's Street, St Albans from 8 or 2pm. And on Sunday the 17th of April, Berkhamstead Farmers Market at the High Street, 10am, 2pm, facebook.com forward slash FM. Harriet, the piano sessions at the Old Town Hall, Hemel Hempstead, on April the 9th. Harriet is a British-born singer-songwriter whose music is deeply inspired by the likes of Fleetwood Mac, Carole King and The Carpenters, as well as other artists such as Adele and Lana Del Rey. She has recently completed a series of sell-out headline UK tours as well as opening for Michael Bolton on his recent arena tour, finishing up at London's Royal Albert Hall. At her Old Town Hall show, Harriet will perform intimate versions of her favourite original songs and some specially collected covers, accompanied by her pianist. The concert is in support of Harriet's upcoming live album of the same name. Visit oldtownhall.co.uk or call 228091 to book. A head full of cold play, Eric Morecambe Centre, Harpenden, April 9th. Enjoy an evening of hits and favourite album tracks from Coldplay. The tribute band promises to bring the passion of many of the band's biggest songs and lesser played but equally loved album tracks. Visit eventhorizonlive.co.uk to book. Spring Fair Launch Day, Saturday 23rd of April 2022, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Church Square High Street, Tring, England, HP 23 5AE, United Kingdom. Join Tring together to welcome Spring into Tring with their launch day on Church Square and in the churchyard. There will be a pop-up zoo 
admission charge applies, community and charity stalls and live music from Tring Music Partnership. Now to more news. A breast cancer patient from Hemel Hempstead has been given an award for her resilience, bravery and dedication to fundraising for cancer research. Georgie May Turl, an artist who works on film sets and is a part-time litter-picking volunteer in Hemel Hempstead, was diagnosed with breast cancer last year. But despite undergoing treatment, she still completed Race for Life an astonishing 12 times with fiancé Robbie, one for every week of chemotherapy she endured. And she also became a she-rex during the COVID-19 lockdown, walking around Hemel in an inflatable dinosaur costume to help keep children entertained. The 29-year-old said she was shocked to be invited to Hearts FM's Big Heart Award Ceremony, which recognises people who have done great work in their community, after being nominated by her family, members of her litter-picking group and a local child. She was even more shocked to win the final award of the evening. During her emotional speech, after thanking her family and friends for their support, she said, cancer doesn't have a face until it's your own. In May 2021, Georgie May discovered an unusual lump in her breast while in the shower and got it checked by her GP. Following a biopsy, she had surgery to remove the tumour and began several rounds of chemotherapy and radiotherapy. She said, I think the only real thing that helped me while having chemotherapy was exercise. I think trying to make other people smile is always a big thing. Once they're smiling, you're smiling, and it's an infectious sort of thing. Georgie May's efforts haven't stopped yet, as despite still receiving treatment for breast cancer, she's completed 56 miles for Race for Life in February and 10k in each day of March, raising over £1,000 for Cancer Research UK. She's also become one of the faces of the charity Look Good, Feel Better. She's determined to raise awareness as well as cash, as she says that during her fight with cancer, she found herself without much information about what to expect as a young woman living with breast cancer. Having filmed and documented everything from her cold cap to chemotherapy sessions, she now intends to put this personal and difficult footage onto YouTube to help support others facing a similar diagnosis. Georgie May is also hoping to start up her own charity, one that supports young women who are going through cancer treatment, from offering pamper packs with everything that she wishes she'd had during her time in hospital, to providing vouchers for much-needed holidays and breaks between treatments. Georgie May has high hopes for her charity. This week in history. April the 5th, 1982, a British task force set out to recover the Falklands from their Argentine occupiers. On this day last year, Friday night dinner and Chernobyl actor Paul Ritter died at age 54 due to a brain tumour. April 6th, 1965, early bird, the first commercial communication satellite was launched by the United States. April the 7th, 1947, the death of Henry Ford, American motor car manufacturer. On this day last year, campaigners warned that dolphins faced an increasing risk of disturbance from people taking to the sea on boats, jet skis, paddle boards and kayaks as lockdown was eased. April 8th, 1967. Barefoot Sandy Shaw won the Eurovision Song Contest for the UK with Puppet on a String. On this day last year, a record number of people took part in an annual birdwatching survey during the lockdown, reported the RSPB. 
April 9th, 1945, the USS Liberty exploded in Bari Harbour in Italy, killing 360 people. On this day last year, the Queen's beloved husband, the Duke of Edinburgh, died aged 99. April 10th, 1998, the Northern Ireland peace deal was reached called the Good Friday Agreement. On this day last year, a tiny helicopter built by NASA was ready to fly on Mars as part of the US Space Agency's first attempt at a powered, controlled flight on another world. An independent brunch restaurant has opened its doors in Berkhamsted. Daisy & Co. opened a second location on Berkhamsted High Street on Wednesday, March 30th. The venue is dedicated to offering brunch all day long, along with an extended range of sparkling wines to accompany its dishes. The business, which has a sister restaurant in Radlett, prides itself on being sustainable and gets all its ingredients from local suppliers. Drew Myers, Events and Marketing Coordinator, said, We even have our own farm called Wild Farm, where we grow microherbs and have eggs, so everything is sourced from around us. He added, We can tell the story with our dishes and we know exactly where it's coming from. It's not some mass-produced thing. We like to make sure we're doing our bit for the planet as well. Brexit and coronavirus complicated the journey for the branch, which initially planned to open in summer 2021. Now, 13 months after securing the property, Daisy & Co is ready to welcome customers. The venue features tables made from 19th century wood and floors imported from the Netherlands. Drew said, The atmosphere is uplifting and welcoming, where you can enjoy brunch and just forget about the outside for a minute. Daisy & Co show no signs of slowing down, the company hopes to, hopes to expand further and add a third restaurant in Pinner, Harrow, in the near future. A man from Hemel Hempstead has been arrested following a road rage incident at the junction of Marlowe's. Police are appealing for information, witnesses and dashcam footage following the incident at around 6.15pm on Saturday, March the 26th. Two motorists, a man and woman, were involved in an altercation at the bottom of Midland Road, which continued on to Queensway and St Paul's Road, causing a build-up of traffic in their wake. The man and woman got out of their vehicles and police received reports that a man who was driving a white Vauxhall Corsa threatened and pushed the woman using a racist slur. PCC Jay Callaghan, who is investigating, said... A 22-year-old man from Hemel Hempstead has been arrested on suspicion of a public order offence, assault and criminal damage. He was bailed until the 27th of March and has now been released under investigation. We are carrying out further inquiries and are keen to hear from anyone who might be able to help. We understand the incident led to a build-up of traffic, so we are hopeful that there are many witnesses. If you saw any of what happened or have information, please get in touch. You can get in touch by calling the non-emergency number 101 or email me at c-j.callaghan at hearts.police.uk quoting crime reference 41 slash 24136 slash 22. You can also report information online or contact Crime Stoppers anonymously on 0800 555 111. A microbrewery in Hemel Hempstead has teamed up with a brewery in Ukraine to raise funds for the ongoing humanitarian crisis in the country. Proceeds from Stout Resistance a special milk stout, will be donated to Ukrainian charities. Award-winning Pope's Yard in Apsley has created the beer from a recipe given to it by the Castle Hill Brewery in Ukraine. 
Co-founder of the microbrewery Barbara Leenan and her partner Jeff Latham visited Castle Hill Brewery in the western city of Lviv during a trip to the country in June 2019. After their visit, Barbara and Jeff stayed in touch with Castle Hill owner Andrew Diduk via social media and reached out to him when the conflict began. They decided to collaborate with Andrew and were sent the recipe for a milk stout. They said, we saw all the terrible suffering and people fleeing, leaving their homes. It's just heartbreaking, especially if you've been there and you've met these people. It just adds another dimension. Other businesses have helped with bottles and labels donated by Barbara's suppliers and a brewing company in Rickmansworth, Creative Juices, has given access to its tap room when the beer is ready. Currently, Andrew is well and staying in Lviv. However, Barbara says that he is taking it one day at a time. The stout will launch on April the 8th at Creative Juices Brewing Company, with all proceeds going to charities aiding those who are living amid the fighting. A baby from Hemel Hempstead who has a rare disease that affects only 14 children in the whole of the UK has celebrated her first birthday. Lexi Robbins, L-E-X-I, celebrated turning one on January 31st as her parents, Dave and Alex Robbins, continue their campaign for better treatment and more funding for the rare disease. Fibrodysplasia ossificans progressiva, FOP for short. Since their daughter's diagnosis a few months after her birth, they have raised more than 160,000 for charity, campaigned for better treatment, and spoken about the condition in Parliament in the hope of finding a cure for those with FOP. The Robbins family met with doctors, scientists, government ministers and MPs on Thursday, Feb 24th, ahead of a three-hour parliamentary debate about FOP in the spring. You can keep up to date with Lexi's journey by searching Lexi Robbins on Facebook and to donate to Lexi's fundraiser, visit crowdfunder .co.uk forward slash p forward slash finding a cure for our little Lexi. Three quarters of ISA savers favour keeping their money in cash. Seven in ten, 71% of people, said they were still managing to save at least some money each month despite the surge in living costs eating into their budgets, Aviva found. Aviva said 75% of ISA savers tend to keep their savings in cash, but it calculated that £10,000 in cash may be worth only about £8,500 in today's money in five years' time, if inflation moves in line with Office for Budget Responsibility expectations. The calculation does not factor in any interest that people may earn on their cash savings, which would offset at least some of the decline in value. Investing in the stock market can be a way for people to grow bigger savings pots over time than keeping their money in cash, although the value of stocks and shares can go down as well as up, and people may end up with less money than they put in. One in six, 15% of savers, felt it was easier to pay into the cash ISA they already had, and just over one in 10, 11%, said they would worry they would not be able to withdraw the money from a stocks and shares ISA if they needed it. Stocks and shares ISAs are available, which will allow investors to save small amounts and withdraw their money at any time. Although if someone takes their money out when markets are on a downward turn, they could end up making any losses permanent. Some 3,000 people were surveyed across the UK. Aviva's study indicated the three most important features for investors on any of their savings are a good return, the ability to draw money out at any time, and low fees and charges. 
The ability to save small amounts of money each month was also important to a fifth, 21%, of the people, according to the survey carried out ahead of the new tax year which starts on April 6th. Following a campaign led by the MP for Hemel Hempstead, Sir Mike Penning, the Government's Secretary of State for Health and Social Care is set to challenge West Hertfordshire Teaching Hospital's NHS Trust's WHTHT decision to redevelop Watford General Hospital instead of building a new hospital. In 2019, the Government pledged £400 million to the WHTHT. The Trust then weighed up whether they wanted to build a new hospital in Hertfordshire or improve their existing facilities. A review of potential new sites for the hospital in 2020 included East Hemel, Kings Langley, Chiswell Green and Radley Aerodrome. WHTHT ultimately opted for the redevelopment of their current sites, with particular focus on Watford General Hospital. The report concluded that the four new sites would take longer to deliver and carry a higher risk of failure than the Watford General Hospital option. But campaigners believe Hertfordshire would be better served by a new hospital. A delegation led by Sir Mike MP told Health Secretary Sajid Javid their problems with the decision and Mr Javid will now ask WHTHT how they came to make their decision to rule out a new site. Sir Mike, MP, said, I am glad that Sajid has shown such an open mind. There are so many reasons why the whole of West Hearts would benefit from a new hospital. For instance, good access for everyone, speedy construction and a greener environment. A WHTHT spokesperson said, We are very happy to share our rationale for ruling out a new site in favour of retaining and redeveloping our free hospitals. Our decision was driven by the need to deliver new and better buildings in the shortest time frame. The Volunteer Centre in Hemel Hempstead is managed by Community Action Decorum, known as CAD, to support the voluntary sector in the borough. CAD offers volunteer recruitment and management support to charities and groups in the local area. However, CAD is so much more than just the Volunteer Centre. It runs several services and projects that support local individuals and community groups and these services need the support of volunteers to keep running. The Community Transport Service provides transport solutions that enable people to live independently, socialise with others and fulfil everyday life activities. The team is currently looking for volunteers for their community cars service. This role requires friendly individuals who can carry out a variety of trips using their own cars for residents who find it difficult to get out because of their mobility. No extra insurance is required and drivers receive an allowance for every mile travelled. If you're interested in, or know anybody who's interested in these roles, please contact CAD by emailing the volunteering at communityactiondecorum.org.uk. We're coming to the end of this week's news. Sunrise and sunset times for this weekend are 6.15am and 7.48pm. Our amenities directory will be read after the final music. When you've finished with this week's recording, please remove your memory stick from the player and return to us promptly in the pouch provided. Remember to swing the metal protective guard over and push it well into the pouch. Turn the address label over and place it back in the front pocket. Please seal and clip the pouch and post back to us in any Royal Mail posting box. Thank you for listening. So until next week, it's goodbye from your readers, from technician Jake and editor Eileen. Goodbye. <laughs>